Is this still one of the best Windows gaming devices out there, or is it lackluster because of the burning micro SD card issue? Which, by the way, they actually fixed, but no one's really talking about that. Let's get into that and so much more in the latest episode of Decked Up, a gaming and tech podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Mikhail Casanova, host of Decked Up, a gaming attack podcast. And today we're going to be talking about six months later with the ROG Ally. This is one of my absolute favorite devices of 2023. And I was one of the staunch defenders of it when everyone was saying that this was a failed product. And so many people were like, oh, you're paid, you're shill, this, this, and that, you know, all this because I kept saying that I love this device, even though it had the micro SD card issue. And the funny thing is I was being called that when I wasn't even sent a review unit by Asus. So it's crazy. All that being said, though, I, I do love this device. It's absolutely great. Uh, it's probably one of the most smallest and powerful handheld devices out there. I know we got the Steam Deck OLED and, and people love that. I don't have one personally and I don't have interest in buying one either. It's like I'm perfectly fine with this and the Lego. So it's what it is, right? Uh, but I want to talk about how this thing is six months later, how it's held up with all the patches and software and even the revisions, you know, that have fixed the micro SD card issue, which no longer is a thing. Um, but we're going to talk about all that and so much more. But before we do all that, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, do all the stuff that YouTube likes. If you're listening to it in audio format, then do the stuff that, you, you know, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, whatever platform you're listening to, you know, make sure you uh, like the, the podcast, share it around, leave some feedback, and uh, we can go from there. And uh, all that being said, before we dive further into it, I know this is probably going to be very annoying, but there's a time slot right here if you want to skip this next part, but we got to keep the lights on, right? So this video is sponsored by none other than Ewan Racing. So let's go ahead and hear a word from this video sponsor. I want to take some time today to talk about why I think you need to pick up this chair, the E1 Racing Champion Series chair. Before we get into this video, if you want to pick up this chair at an extremely good discount, then make sure you use the code that's going to be on the screen right here. The link down in the description below that takes you to the site to purchase the chair and just throw in the code. And there you go. So all that being said, let's talk about this chair. So look, brace yourselves. This is just not another gaming chair. It's a throne for kings and queens of gaming. I've lounged in this bad boy for almost a year and it hasn't cracked or given out under the pressure of my weight at all. And I'm not a small guy. I'm a big guy. I'm six foot two. I'm 208 pounds. But when I had this chair initially, I was six foot two and I was 290 pounds. So that's a lot of weight that's sitting on this chair. And almost a year later, it's still holding up. And I have to say, when it comes to the weight of this chair, it is definitely heftier than my old gaming chair. But the weight, it just screams quality. From the polyurethane armrest to the memory foam embracing every curve of your back. All right, so let's talk about the juicy details, features, and specs. Now, the armrests, you can slide them and rotate them. You can lift them with the 4D adjustable setup. As far as height adjustability, it's got an easy lever, so you're soaring up or you're sinking down. 
It's got a recline to relax feature. So if you want to have a fancy power nap, you can do that. You can go from 85 to 155 degrees with another handy lever. You can also utilize tilt controls. So, you know, because sometimes you just want to rock. It's sturdy with a durable steel frame and a 120 millimeter class four gas lift that can support up to a whopping 400 pounds. The base, well, it's made out of aluminum five-star wonder. It's got you anchored. Now, how's the ride? Rolling around, silky smooth on both carpets and hardwood. Adjusting, everything is at your fingertips. Whether I'm reclining for a quick siesta or adjusting for a marathon gaming session, this chair didn't just meet expectations, it obliterated them. Alright, so wrapping everything up, here are my final thoughts on the E1 Racing Champion Series chairs. If you're serious about your gaming and, more importantly, your comfort, this chair isn't just an option. It's the choice. All right. So six months later with the ROG Ally, this device to me gave me everything that I wanted the Steam Deck to be. And, and this isn't going to be Steam Deck versus the ROG Ally because I feel like that was done to death. And that conversation got real old. But my irritations with the Steam Deck was that I got tired of tinkering and having to work with all these different other ways, proton layers and all this to get games I wanted that weren't on Steam, even ones that were on Steam, to work. And so with this, literally, I have everything that I need to, to do right here. Like if I want to play Epic Games, I can just play it on here. If I want to play games that have the anti-cheat built into them and not have to worry about you know, the account getting blocked or banned, I can just do so with that. You know, if I want to play literally anything on here, you know, and I can, I can dock this to an eGPU and I can make this such a powerhouse of a device. Now we, we have to talk about a lot of the things that this came with, right? A lot of the things that made this better was the fact that it had the... <laughs> And a lot of people don't think this is much, but it, the fact that it has Hall Effect triggers on it for the uh, LT and RT or left and right trigger was really phenomenal. I, I personally love it because I felt like it made every shot and every time I ADS or aim down sights feel that much, you know, just crisper. Like I didn't feel any type of issues with that. I just question if you're going to put Hall Effect triggers in, why don't you put Hall Effect sticks in here? Now, you could upgrade this and put your own Hall Effect sticks in it, but I mean, I've had this for six months. I haven't had any type of stick drift, and I do use this daily. This and the Lego, I swap between those daily, along with my Switch as well, and even my PlayStation Portal. So, you know, I'm constantly using all these devices at home and I've never once run into any issue with this having, you know, stick drift. So, you know, there's that. But um the D-pad was one of the things I know some people say they don't really like the D-pad, but I think it has the best D-pad between it, the Steam Deck, as well as the Lenovo, I can't even talk, the Lenovo Legion Go. Because for me, I, you know, I I always say this, you know, when I want to benchmark a, a, a D-pad, I have to put it up against fighting games and platformers. And when it goes to going up on a fighting game, I need to test this with King of Fighters because that is the fighting game that has some of the most 
hellacious inputs. Anything SNK has some really hellacious inputs that you have to know, which, you know, I'm going to throw some terms out there. It may go over some folks head, but, you know, quarter circle back down quarter circle forward, you know, pretzel input, uh, figure eights and such like that. Um, that's the type of inputs you're going to be doing on a D pad, uh, for various characters. One of my favorite characters to use in a fighting game is Kyoku Sanagi from KOF. And, uh, he does what's called Rekka punches or chain punches. So you have to do these type of inputs, uh, up to three times with button inputs to be able to perform one of his, uh, chain punch combinations. And so this D pad out of all three devices is the one where I have no missed inputs whatsoever. Everything that I want to do literally just it's off like that. Like it, it literally is like butter platformers, absolute joy to play on this thing. And then I want to talk about the buttons too. Cause you know, I know people were saying when they originally had this, um, in some of the other initial reviews or people are saying the buttons would stick. I've never had the issue of the button sticking for me like whatsoever. These buttons have been pristine from jump street. Like I've literally had no issues with them at all. And, you know, I've never had them stick, you know, they're actually very nicely. And granted, I do feel that the steam deck does have probably uh, slightly better buttons in a sense of like how they feel overall. You know, the actuation of this, uh, I think, is perfectly serviceable. I, I don't have, uh, you know, I, I can't really knock it for something that it's not doing because it's doing everything that I want to do. So the D-pad's good. The sticks are really good. The buttons are good. The bumpers and the triggers are really good. Um, the screen, we got to talk about the screen, too. It's got a 1080p screen, 120 hertz with variable refresh rate. I almost tripped up saying that. I was like, VRR. <laughs> the variable refresh rate. Um, and here's the thing. This is a great feature to have because of the fact that there are games that will, like, float between varying refresh rates and because as a VRR, you know, especially if you can set the refresh rate to uh, unlimited, it'll just flow back and forth. Like you won't notice the stutters or you won't notice them as much. Right. And the other thing too, is uh, you can turn RSR on this if you want to uh, sharpen the graphics, basically it upscales the image of it, uh, lowers image to a higher quality and also in a way kind of, uh, saves a little battery life, but I personally don't turn on RSR. Like I, I'm never, I guess that can be the other thing we can talk about here too. The battery life on this. Um, I'll come back to the screen. Let's, let's quickly go over to battery life. Battery life on this for me has been okay. Uh, I, I'm never out and about with this. So it's never an issue. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's a handheld. It should be portable. I shouldn't have, I should have a, a very long lasting battery. <clears throat> if you want a long lasting battery, I'm going to just tell you to go get the Steam Deck OLED. Um, you're not going to get that with this just because with this, literally, uh, if you're playing at the mid performance level or, you know, performance setting, then it's which is roughly 15 watts if you're going to play on that then you're probably going to burn through your battery in like an hour to an hour and a half that again depends on what you're playing um personally i like to float between silent mode performance and then just all the way 
you know, just unlocked at 25 or 30 watts. And typically I do that when I have that plugged in. But for most games I'm playing, and I like to play a lot of, you know, platformers and, and you know, old, lower end games, indie games and such, uh, fan made games. So like if I'm playing something like Shadows of Adam or Sea of Stars, or if I'm playing um, uh, Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger, or if I'm playing literally, uh, you know, I'm the messenger, you know, I'm throwing stuff out there or the last faith or, you know, those type of games, then I'm going to be playing this at silent setting. And that's going to ensure that I have a decent amount of battery life. So I can probably crank out roughly two hours, two and a half hours or more, especially if it's a really low end indie game, you know, I can probably get two and a half hours or more which is fine for me. I like I'm home, I'm a full-time dad, stay-at-home dad. So I've got my kid with me all the time. So uh, she's watching herself on TV. I can be, you know, play this and when battery dies, just plug it in and, you know, just go from there. Or if it even does die, cause I never really let it get to a point where the battery dies. But um, that's the biggest thing for a lot of folks, uh, especially if you're going to be playing higher end AAA games, that's when you're probably going to run into the issue. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is not a game I play, but that's, you know, you got to talk about the trending AAA titles. So something like that probably gets you 45 minutes on this, uh, with this battery life. If you're going to play The Witcher 3, you're probably going to get an hour and a half on medium to uh, high settings on that game. Um Let's see, uh, Halo Infinite, if you're going to run that, or Redfall, if you're going to play, I know I mentioned Redfall, a lot of people are going to laugh, I actually like that game, or if you're going to play uh, Starfield, or anything like that, then probably 45 minutes to an hour, um, at performance or the highest uh, TDP setting that you can put this on. So there's that. Um, battery life, it's probably between this, the Lego, or Lenovo Legion Go, and the Steam Deck and more so the Steam Deck OLED. This has the weakest battery life for AAA gaming. But I don't know. For me, it's not really an issue. I'm going to be using this as I do at home when I'm constantly around something to plug it into. So for me, it's not an issue. For you, that may be. So take that into consideration. Going back to the screen, though. 1080p screen, VRR, variable refresh rate, right? Um, most of the games that you're going to play, I do recommend playing them at like 720p and then probably turn on RSS and then FSR2. And then from there, you know, you're going to have really good performance overall. And, and that's kind of a, I feel like that's the, best settings that you can throw that at to have everything that you want running the you know at a very smooth rate plus the you know the upscaling with rss but um or rsr rather sorry uh the the upscaling effect that that has uh i, I think that works perfectly fine for it. a lot of games when you're trying to play them at 1080p at 60 or above you're going to run into some issues with it. Not everything is going to give you a hard time with it. Like I know Alan Wake uh, remastered struggles, but I just feel like that game is just ultimately not the most. Um, it's it's not the most optimized title 
so don't expect that to run that great um alan wake 2 runs very well on here so you don't have to worry about that um i will say that like if you're playing street fighter 6 for example 1080p is fine uh just make sure all your graphical settings are low and then you can run it at 60. i don't recommend running it higher than that you know i know some people probably want to push for uh 120 frames per second but if you're going to push for that make sure you you don't do it on battery just as a poor warning other games like kof and uh, uh 15 13 uh 14 um tekken 7 uh the if you're going to play tekken 8 demo which is coming up very soon which i already have on all platforms benefit of being a bandai Namco creator um if you uh want to play those then perfectly fine you know guilty gear strive runs flawlessly uh everything else that's demanding and very resource heavy i just wouldn't try to run it at 1080p uh resident evil 4 uh the remake run you can run that at 1080p death space you can run at 1080p um and those will run 1080p 60. Those are just really well optimized time. Something like the Callisto Protocol, which is a game I enjoy, and I know a lot of people didn't like it. Um, I personally run that at 720p, and I run RS RSR to um, upscale the image. So there's that. Now, the other thing with this, too, we got to talk about is um, the cooling heatsink type deal as well as the micro sd card issue now this thing to me doesn't really get hot because the fans kick out you got dual fans dual intakes on the back and dual uh outtakes so hey, if you're wondering what this is it's right here is mechanism this is the ally mate by mechanism if you want to pick this up i will have a link down in the description below basically it gives you a kickstand you can just you know, take it on and off. You put this on. If you want to vest amount this, you can. It's got attachments for that. Attachments for additional, like uh, additional micro SD cards if you want to use that too. But um, that's what I use. I always have this on. So uh, yeah, dual intake for heat and then X, you know, it, it pushes it out through the top two vents and all, ultimately keeps it cool. A lot of people have complained about the fan noise on it. I personally, I don't know. It, maybe it's because I have kids, right? So I've got a two-year-old that's very like loud running around all the time, right? So for me personally, because I've got her running around, the TV's on, the pets and everything like that, the other kids, I, to me, it's just not an issue right it's it doesn't do anything to me in the sense of like i find it ultimately very negative so it, it to me i'm like okay i hear it whatever that's not gonna like break me out of the immersion of the game what will is if my kid gets herself hurt or you know something goes wrong in the house around that that will you know break my immersion but for all that being said i don't hear fans on this and they don't bother me uh other than that uh device stays cool but the biggest issue for a lot of us for the first five months uh four four and a half months rather of the rog ally was the fact that it was bricking micro sd cards and 
I didn't have that happen for so long until it finally happened to me. And I was like, oh, man, this sucks. And for a lot of people, they were saying that that alone was the reason enough for this to be a flawed and failed product. Flawed, I agree with. Failed, I don't. Because if it was completely failed, they would have pulled this off the market entirely, which they never did. Um, I will say I don't like that it took them so long to fix it, and I don't like that the customer service was i mean while they were on it with you know RMAing your device or sending it out for repairs they were not very good at um being in touch with us to keep us in the know of what's going on it's pretty much mum's the word but that was an issue for the first four and a half months uh, i know that with the later models that are in stores that are new they quietly started replacing you know parts so which you can buy in the store now is the revised model that doesn't have that issue and if you you do have a day one or an earlier non-revised unit you can rma it and they'll replace it and put the new part in there or just give you a brand new device in total i've had mine rma three times you know previously the previous times it went out i came back and the micro sd card slot continued to fail i've had it break multiple one terabyte cards uh, 512 cards, you know, I'm talking Samsung, Evo cards, Plus cards, uh, Sandus Ultra and Extreme cards, and even Lexar cards as well. So I've run the gamut of those being bricked before. And then with this, um, this one right here, this is back from the third uh, RMA, which only took me about two weeks. And they completely changed out the uh the component which i think they also changed out the heat sink as well and put thicker thermal pasting and shielding so uh because it, it it feels slightly heavier but and it's not because of the mechanism alley mate but it's it's feels slightly heavier it uh ultimately has not given me issues with the micro sd card slot since now, I still have a 512 uh, gig, uh, 2230 uh, micro, uh, not micro SD, SSD, M.2 SSD in here. And I do plan when I get time. I just haven't had time, you know, between having COVID, being you know sick prior to that too, and, and just everything going on. My plan is to get an L-shaped adapter, put that in here, put a four terabyte drive in and call it a day. Um, because I think that's going to be more than enough that I personally need. Even though it probably will be overkill, I probably could just put a 2232 terabyte card in here. Um, but hey, I want to put <laughs> I want to put a four terabyte. Might as well get the most of it because I'm not the only one who uses this. My my wife also uses this as well, and um, we both flow back and forth between this and the Legion Go. Like if I'm using the Legion Go, she's using this. If she's using the Lego, then I'm using this. So, um, that, and also I'll probably get another one terabyte card, um, and prop in here. And there we go. We got five terabytes of storage. Well, you're going to say this overkill, but when you, at least I would say, if you're going to do an update on this and you want to get more storage, I would always recommend at a minimum of one terabyte, but 
highly pushing towards two terabytes because you're going to want that additional storage space, especially with all the Windows updates and all the other stuff that comes with using a Windows-based device. Those Windows updates eat up a heck of a lot of storage, so keep that in mind. The other thing I want to uh, quickly go over, uh, I know a lot of people dislike the placement of the back triggers here. A lot of people said that they are completely uncomfortable. I don't personally find that to be an issue. Um, me personally, I find them to be quite comfortable. I mean, if not ergonomic, they're right there. So if I'm in the middle of something and I've got, I need to pull up the screen or if I need to do some type of custom input, I'm not hitting these by accident. You know, uh, most people may hit them by accident. I'm not going to be doing that. I don't have any issues with them. Uh, I want to talk about the software for a minute because uh, two sections of that I want to talk about. First, I want to talk about um, Armory Crate and how that has become like the best overlay launcher that is on a Windows device right now. And I'm not going to be comparing uh, Armory Crate to CMOS. Or That's not comparable. I I've seen people do that not comparable but what i love about this is the fact it launches like that and get in and out and do all my updates i don't have issues with it you know like before it would i could launch it wouldn't launch full screen so i'd have to constantly go in and change the control type from desktop from controller or auto because it's where auto sets auto which knows whether i'm on desktop or not to desktop so I can maneuver about and then switch it back to controller. I don't have to do that. It launches full screen, easy access. It comes and goes just like that. There's no issues whatsoever with it. Um, and then the, the, the quick setting bar on the left side here, you know, I don't have any issues with that launching. So if I want to change things, they like turn on RSR or if I want to change the control type or really just about anything that I want to be able to do. I'm able to do easily and effortlessly with this. Like literally it can, like literally it launches effortlessly. So I don't have any issues with that. Currently I got a game running. So I'm like, oh, I, I forgot I was playing that. It's playing Child's Fathom. But um, yeah, everything I want to do, like, you know, changing operating mode to you know, the control mode, game profiles, you know, keyboard, show desktop, you know, everything I need it to do, this thing does, and it does so well. And that's really the testament of it having these months to iron out the kinks. So anytime a new device comes out, say something from Alienware, something from Acer with the Predator line, right, or from Razer, the first product is always going to have that software issue. So we have to give them a little grace and work with them. And that also entails them working with us and taking our feedback so that it can be a better experience overall. Now, the one thing I want to say, what I don't like about this is the fact that you have literally three different softwares that you have to update. You have to update Windows and get all your Windows updates. You also have to do updates via the MyAsus app, which is annoying, but that's where you're going to get a lot of your BIOS and stuff like that. 
you got to go through that. So you make sure you test and, and, you know, check for updates. You also have to go and make sure that everything in Armory Create is updated because that's all another area. Now, why they could make it to where you just get your updates through Windows or you can just do your updates on Windows and my Armory Create, I don't know. I don't understand why they didn't do it like that. So it's annoying that you have to go through three different softwares and update three different softwares to update everything from the BIOS to firmware to your Windows updates and all the different functionalities this has. It's very annoying. But it works. But it's annoying. And that's one of the other things. Oh, yeah. Well, before I forget it, I want to talk about two other things on here or three other things. I want to talk about the speakers. The speakers on this are, oh my God, they're so loud. And it's because they're front firing. So they hit you. The driver in them is really good. So like everything you play, you know, from retro games to modern AAA titles, everything has that crisp crunch that it needs. Um, and it never sounds tinny. You know, everything sounds very good. Like these can pretty much, if you're in a room, like this living room here, like I don't have anything on. If I were to turn this on, this is going to fill the whole room. That's how loud this is. These are the loudest speakers I've, I've experienced, and they're great. And I love that they're front firing. Um, other thing I want to talk about is the fingerprint sensor, the, you know, being able to put your finger there and just quickly unlock. I love that. It's the only between this and the legion god i'm not going to bring up the um you know any of the uh INEO devices or anything like that because i'm just i don't care i don't have those things you can walk in the store and buy is this legion go and some places you can walk into GameStop and buy a uh, you know steam deck so so stuff you can just walk in and buy i love that functionality on that and this being the only one that has that now uh, I, I quick, quickly also want to talk about the external GPU. So if you want to get the one from Asus that's meant for the, this device, also for the laptop line, the ROG line, you can get that and you can put in, you know, if you want to put in a 40 series card, 30 series card, 20 series card, you can do that. And this will be as powerful as your desktop. You know, with that type of functionality and everything you need to do will be right there. And I can't argue with it. I can't say it's a bad deal because it's not at all. It's a great deal. Um, <laughs> but some people are going to be like, no, it's not a great deal because you can just build one. Not everyone has the capability of just building a computer. Like if you live where I'm at here in Hawaii, like you can't just easily build a computer because getting parts here is damn near impossible for a lot of the bigger things like power supplies and such like that. And so pre-builds is pretty much where you have to go. So it's a to each their own. For some people, it's great. For some others, it's not. For me personally, I think it's fine. And that's an option there. Um, that out of the way, I want to talk about when it comes to maneuvering around Windows. Now, this doesn't have touchpads. You have to maneuver around using the right analog stick. And then your left and right click are the right bumper and right trigger. A lot of people don't like maneuvering around windows with 
that. And I personally, I could see both sides. I can see people being against it. I can also see people saying it's not that big of a deal. I've gotten so used to it at this point where I'm like, it's not that big of a deal, but I can understand where the issues can really crop up, especially if you are connecting us to a TV and then you want to just sit down and you got to run through a game such as um, Batman and Arkham Asylum that has a launcher you have to do. So you need to launch that first and then connect it to your TV unless you've got a keyboard and mouse that you can handle. And that's one of the things that for most cases, you're going to need a keyboard and mouse on standby because you're using an external controller. That's going to be a bit of a headache just to keep that in mind. Even with the Rakiri Pro controller, that's still not the solution that you're ultimately wanting when you're docking this. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still getting over effects of COVID. But anyways, um, I, yeah, maneuvering windows, I think it's fine. You get used to it. No biggie, at least to me. Mm -hmm. But I'm someone who's used to it. Um, other than that, full access to windows, do you need an antivirus on this? Not really. I wouldn't put one on here unless you're going to be, you know, going to the porn hub or something like that. Um, other than that, I think it, everything on this is fine. I think this is a great device. Um, it's probably at this point going to be the cheapest you can get. Um, with a caveat on that, if you want to get an open box, you can get an open box version of this as cheap as like 300 something that I've seen. And it's just because people bought it and returned it because of negative reviews or never negative experiences. I, I mean, even if it's, you're not going to get an open box sale prices for this are as low as like 600 for the holidays. So that's still a hell of a steal. There is a lower end model, which I don't bring up because I don't recommend anyone get that. It's a hundred dollars less. Um, but why would you buy it? Well, actually, no, it's the same price. It's five ninety nine. A tinker so, with like the the TDP. Yeah, why would you tinker buy that? with graphics settings? <laughs> I can, but for the most part, I can't recommend everything runs one. better. Don't yeah, the battery one. life could be a lot um, better. But yeah, everything but you want, you have game to pass, keep in mind higher refresh rates, in the double games, what the Steam Deck is, um, it's custom a games, higher resolution everything runs as well, perfectly so on this. You got to factor those things out. And you know, yeah, has, uh, you do have things that run in the background. Great support. It's best to They're just launch not very your, talkative your, about whatever your launchers are from the armory crate because but, it kills uh, overall, all the background things that are running. Like if you do have if an you're issue, just running everything from the desktop, I'll take care of you're going to run into issues where much. this is going Other to than just that, have six months things later, running in the background. Whereas still if you love run this everything device, through the armory still crate, highly recommend it's going to kill everything off with the background and just focusing specifically on what you're playing. So do that. Um, that that's something I would highly just I would say get something like a internal drive. And if you're not familiar with how to do that, there's some many videos on YouTube of doing that. But um, all in all, the ROG Ally still recommended. Still one of my favorite devices of 2023. And um, yeah, 
that's uh, my six months later review of this. So what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on the ROG Ally? Are you still rocking with it? Do you still like it? Do you prefer the Legion Go or the Steam Deck or Steam Deck OLED over it or any of the million Ionia devices? Whatever your thoughts are, let's go ahead and get the comments going in the comment section down below on YouTube or if you want on the podcasting platforms that this is on because you know you can leave feedback there too and uh, if you want to pick one of these up i will have affiliate links down below as well as pinned to this video so you can get it uh no additional cost to you but what it you know is kickback it helps keep the lights on and also thank you to this video sponsor you know even racing because hey got to keep the lights on got to pay the bills right it is what it is all that being said, I hope to see you guys in the next one. Hope you enjoyed it. Do all the stuff that YouTube likes and all the stuff that podcasting platforms like. And uh, yeah, gotta get back to some gaming. I'll see you guys on the next one. Stay safe, be blessed, have a aloha, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Ahoy ho. And for those of you who don't know what ahoy ho means, that's Hawaiian for see you later, goodbye. So yeah, ahoy ho.